This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, your host, Mike Fusco. What's up, guys? It's Mike here. Team Business Podcast, episode number 42. So, Heath, one thing I like to do, because, you know, team business, this is kind of, we like to talk sports on this on this podcast. Every time I have a podcast episode, I relate numbers to like a famous athlete. Okay. And this is a great one, dude. 42. I mean, let's think of some 42s. I mean, obviously, Mo Rivera, the best sure. closer of all time in the history of baseball. Jackie Robinson. Jackie from, Robinson. Yeah, 42. Give me some more 42s, man. Oh, man, 42s. I, I, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of 42s. You can name the two most famous ones. Um, there has to be like a football player, right? Now you can make me Google it, but 42s. I don't know, man. Um, you stumped me. Yeah. Um, I guess it's Jackie and Mo, the two big ones. There's got to be a football player or like a basketball player that wore 42. But yeah. anyway, 42 is a special episode because, first of all, I have my man Heath Sharon with me. Thank but you. second yes, of all, yes. And, and by the way, this is the first podcast I've ever had in the history of team business where my guest was sitting alongside me in the same room. Nice. I didn't know that. Hey, by the way, James Worthy. James Worthy. How can we forget James, dude? His number's retired in the rafters. Kevin, Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Good one. Um, and I think that's about it. Uh, somebody named Connie Hawkins. No clue who that is. I don't either. All right. Now we can go on. Sorry. No football players? Not so far. Uh, I think like a running back or a fullback or I don't know. Something like you would think. All right. Sorry. I just derailed your podcast there. Sorry yeah, about you that. You messed me up, bro. But this is the first time in the history of team business where my guest was sitting next to me. Ron, Ronnie Lott. Sorry, I'm done. That's it. Ronnie Lott. Famous safety to San Francisco 49ers. Now I'm done. Okay. It's so your, we, yeah. It's your, it's your state. You didn't even know Ronnie Lott. So we got five famous athletes to go along with our podcast today. Jackie Robinson, Mo Rivera, James Worthy, Ronnie Lott, and Kevin, well, Kevin Love's kind of a, that guy's a goon. Hey, I was real famous <laughs> in, in peewee football, so don't worry about it. Um, and I, you, you I, wore number 42, right? Oh, yeah. I scored all kinds of touchdowns <laughs> in peewee. So Heath is here in office with me. Um, team business episode number 42. We're glad to be back. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Now, Heath comes. We're not, by the way, Heath, we're not talking insurance. No. Okay. Perfect. I, Let me just make this clear. I don't even like insurance. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love no, insurance. We're not talking about insurance today. We're Heath consults with my insurance agency. He's also a friend of mine that I've known for quite some time. He has his own podcast. That's awesome. But besides all that, I want to talk to my small business owners and my audience and my clients about what you're doing for us and what you're teaching my team. And I think this is of the utmost importance today because as we start to get into times of tough, a tougher economy, things are a little tighter, efficiency and productivity become paramount, right? Yeah, it's that whole time is money thing. I mean, you hear it all the time, but nowadays more than ever, and we talked about this today in our training of 
times are tougher now. We're seeing more businesses struggling right now than we ever have before. And so if you can't save money necessarily, why not save time, which equals money? And so I think whether you're a small business owner in any space or you're an insurance or real estate or you're a business owner or you work somewhere as a controller or whatever, I, I think saving time is just as good, if not better than saving money in a lot of ways. 100%. And this is something I've been focused on. I mean, really since I started my business, but I think efficiency, productivity, having workflows, making sure your team streamlined, everyone knows their role, all that stuff plays into what we're going to talk about. But I think for the business owners out there listening today, I don't care what line of work you're in. I, don't, I can care less. Every, every company has to have efficiencies, productivities, and they have to know what they are, right? So let's start off with the, with the elephant in the rooms, things sure. that are absolute killers for companies and people's productivity every single day. Give me, give me, give me number one. Give me the number one killer, man. In my opinion, it's emails. And your, to me, your opinion is spot on. I, I think that if you're not careful, you can become, and anybody in your agency or your company or your business can become a professional email checker. And that's all they're doing every day from the moment they open up their emails to like eight o'clock in the morning till 4.30 in the afternoon, you're checking your emails all day long. And that's all you're doing. And then emails lead to other emails. Lead to, it's kind of like rabbits. They just multiply. And you, next thing you know, all you've done is emails all day. And so what I talk to people about is, you know, there I say it, turn your emails off sometimes. Take a break from your emails. Um, take a little time blocks away to work on other things. So, And people look at me like I have two heads every time I mention that. But I think emails is the biggest time suck in your business. And it's funny because you talk to certain people. And I, I can see why. But it's almost like emailing is their job. Yeah. Like receiving and sending and responding to emails is, is their job. That's, that's what they do, right? They're emailers. It's almost like a status symbol. Like yeah. there's people that we've talked to that we know that like had 28,000 emails in their inbox. And it's like a status <laughs> symbol. Like I had more emails than anybody else. And it's like, whoa, bro. That's a big deal. I mean, well, we had one. We had a friend that had eighty-eight thousand emails, dude. Dude, that's a, that's a lot of emails. That is a whole <laughs> lot of emails, and it takes up so much of your time having to respond to that, and so uh, and having to take care of that. So, we talk about that and how to uh, some of the things that we went through is, you know, even creating folders within your emails just to to move emails into those certain folders. So, if you're a small business owner and you have certain clients. You could make little subfolders for them. If you've got certain uh, vendors you deal with, you can create certain folders there. If you've got specific um, subcontractors you work with, something to that effect, create subfolders for those and uh, get those out of your email so they're not uh, a flooding. You know, when you open your emails, it should be clean. It should be easy to look at and not something that makes you twitch a little bit. And so. Well, I do think that managing your emails can be uh, a huge way of saving time and money. Oh, yeah, man. It's huge. And, uh, you know, I think our team has gotten much better. They and really have. It's a hard thing from a management perspective to manage people's emails unless you go through some sort of big picture training where kind of everyone understands how they can best be productive with email. Like, I can't sit there all day and say, oh, man, you have uh, 150 emails today. You know, what, what's going on? You know, you have to, everyone has to kind of know how to manage their own stuff. Well, yeah, I think it also starts with you, the business owner, whether yeah. it's you, Mike, or you, the listener right now. If your emails are out of control and then you try to tell your people, 
your staff, your, you know, whoever it might be, Hey, you might want to get your emails under control. They're going to look at you like, you know, you're a hypocrite or whatever it might be. And you can't control from that, you know, catbird seat. If you're, if your emails are out of control too. So emails killer. Big time. Uh, big time. What's that? Give me some other uh, time think, killers. I think time management in general. I think people that, you know, like the hours in your day, uh, how are you spending those hours? And, you know, what kills me, Mike, is no matter what business I go into, they come to me and say, oh, man, we're so busy. We're so busy. But yet you see them in the kitchen talking or you see them at the water cooler or you see them out in the parking lot smoking a whole pack of cigs throughout the day or you see them, you know, in each other's offices, you know, just chit chatting along. I see it in every single business. They have plenty of time to do that for if you add it all up like two hours a day. but yet you give him a small task and like, Oh, I'm too busy. I can't get to that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, man. It drives me insane. I, I just, I see it everywhere I go. And it's like people that, you know, I don't know. They're not man- managing time. Right. In, in the sense of they don't have the processes down. Like if they um, have one task, it may take them 45 minutes to do something that should only take them like three minutes because they don't have a process to it. It's just, they're going the long way around about it or their duplicate entry. That's another big thing in most businesses. Like you might handwrite the note when you take the phone call and then the phone call gets, you know, put into a system somewhere. And then from there it gets put in something else. And then it gets emailed to five people and it's just ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. A lot of inefficiencies and double work and everything he's talking about. I mean, can second all that, but I think if my team's listening, by the way, I know you guys, I, you know, I think our team does a really good job of not oh, yeah. wasting time, like talking in the hallway or at the water. I mean, we don't do we we work when we're here. Yeah, that uh, is one thing I will say. I'll give you I'll give you props on because uh, I walked in and I even told you know, one of your staff. I was like, "Man, it's a ghost town. Where is everybody?" And they're like, "They're in their offices. Doors closed. They're working." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm used to going into business where it's just people in the hallways talking and oh, did you hear about what so and so did? Or did you see what so and so? Or did you hear about this weekend what happened? Or?" Did you see Ronnie Lott, you know, number 42? <laughs> no, I mean, you uh, you see those things all the time. And so, yeah, you guys are really good on that. And so, you know what I'm talking about. If you're listening to this and you're a business owner and you have that going on, you know, you got to you gotta look at that and take a, a deep a deep look into your agency, your business, your company and say, you know, are you spending a lot of time doing that? Is that something we should help? Or if it's part of your culture, it's part of what you do, then maybe you look for other avenues. But um, I do think you can have a strong culture and have that kind of mentality, but also not waste time doing it. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I think there's a time and a place for it. You know, yeah. if you designate time for that kind of thing, that's great. You know, team building and you know making sure people, you know, appreciate or enjoy being around each other. But you know, when the workday is here and people are calling and clients need help and we have things to get done, got to be mindful, man. You know. So Heath, we talked about emails. We talked about just, you know, time management. Give us one other, you know, tip for a business owner where they can maybe try to squeeze a little bit more time out of their people uh, to save in the long run. Yeah, I'll tell you a controversial one. Can we do a little controversy? Maybe people listening, you know, it might, uh, it might upset somebody, but I think finding a way to control your team's cell phone use during the day. Uh, I see a lot of companies that I go into, and I was telling you um, this morning, yesterday I went into an agency that I was working with, and they were in the hallways playing TikTok. I mean, they were all in there choreographing the latest TikTok dance in the in the hallway, 
just so they could get out there on social media. Yeah, they were using it for quote unquote business use, but at the same time they were doing that. And you see all the time. Uh, in fact, um, I saw it, you know, last week of a lady told me that all day long that she was busy and I went in to see her about something. She was playing solitaire, um, ah, you know, old school solitaire, but there are people that are on Facebook all day. Yeah. They're on Twitter. They're on TikTok. I mean, you can get lost. I was telling somebody this morning, you can get lost in TikTok for hours. Um, so again, I don't know how, you know, the policy could be in your, in your company, how you fix that, you know, whether it's limiting it or whether it's um, giving them times to be able to do it and not to, but somehow you've got to be able to limit or, you know, maybe you tell them straight up, you know, this is a place of business. We don't do this then. Uh, I could say your, your team does a really good job. I haven't seen a whole lot of that here, but I do see it a lot is that, uh, or uh, let's say another thing, you know, guys that are listening right now or, or girls that are listening right now, your staff, sometimes you have that staff member in the office that's consistently on the phone with their kids or their husband or their mama or their girlfriend or their yeah. best friends. And it's like, dude, are you here to work <laughs> or are you here to talk on a phone all day? And I get it. You know, Mike, I bet you're pretty cool about once in a blue moon, they want to check in with their mom or their spouse or their kids, but all day long, it can get ridiculous, man. Yeah, man. It's weird. Isn't it weird? Like some of the things that grown ass adults have to be told, man. It, <laughs> I mean, is. It's like, dude. it really is. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. You know, you got a bunch of grown adults being paid to work and they're on TikTok. I mean, it's like, what the? Yeah, or you know, on the phone with their girlfriends or their boyfriends all day. It's like, dude, come on now, this is not fourth grade. Let's get let's get back to work. Yeah, dude, we're here to work. But it's funny that you say, okay, so you talk about technology being a distractor. It does. Right? Yeah, sure. So you know, and I think in business today, and I see this from every type of industry or everywhere. You read about it, the advance of technology and how that can help companies be more efficient and save money. But it could also be a major distraction, like you just talked about phones and apps and everything. Sure. Give me an app that you can't live without. That, ooh, ooh. And I'm not talking like ESPN or, you know, the Razorbacks, uh, you know, insider yeah. app. I mean, like, you know, an app that you can't live without in terms of helping your day-to-day -day productivity and in, in your work. And obviously it's not like an email app because... Actually, I, I'm, I think we could do without email apps on our phones, to be honest with you. I, no, tell, I try to my team, like, don't even look at your email when you're not here, you know? Yeah. Give me an app you can't live without, man. Man. If we're talking about for business, then I'm going to have to stay in my HubSpot, which is what we yeah. use for our CRM. That is one I can't live without uh, because I check it a lot. We also have an app. Are you talking about business? It's called Avoma. Okay. You ever heard of Avoma? Never. I like so, this. This is new. So guys that are listening, uh, business owners, whatever they're listening, Avoma is an app that comes into, you've seen it before. It comes into all my Zoom meetings. Every meeting I go on to, and it's a, it's a note taker. Oh, yeah, man. I have so seen that. Every single time I'm on a Zoom call uh, or a phone call that's connected to uh, Avoma, it records it and transcribes everything for me. So if I've got um, a big, important meeting, and I can't remember what I said to Mike about this or that, and go back into the Avoma recorder call, pull up the transcript or the video. And then it tells me like highlights and notes as far as like uh, to do list or what's the most important thing uh, on that call that day. Or it's, it's really cool, man. And it prioritizes different things uh, that I should focus on and remember. So yeah, I can't live without the Avoma app. Uh, it's pretty dope. That's an awesome one. Now, honestly speaking, because I know sometimes these apps, they look all pretty and they do cool things. 
How often do you go back and actually look at the notes that it takes? Oh, all the time for Voma. Yeah. All the time. Uh, because I have the world's worst memory. Uh, I don't know if it's from the car wreck I was in or the amount of that I smoked in high school or college, <laughs> but uh, I can't remember anything. I really I have the worst memory. And so really, I don't think that of you. Oh my gosh. Uh, the reason why you don't think that's because I got a Voma. It helps me out. I'm like, Hey Mike, remember we talked about this? Man, how do you remember that? Avoma? So Avoma's are really good. Y'all want to think about it. Um, and I don't even get paid to say that. I wish maybe they can sponsor my show. Um, Avoma. Avoma. That is a pretty cool technology, man. It's pretty dope. Uh, the other one's Expe- Expensify. I was looking at that too. Expensify. I, it I, keeps I can, up with all of my yeah, all my receipts and expenses. It keeps it all in one little pretty spot. So that's cool. Like an Evernote, but like a nicer one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, those are the business apps I can't live without. Okay, guys. So you heard that from the man himself who is the productivity king, Mr. Heath. So you get those two apps and check them out. Heath, go in, let's pivot a little bit. Let's do it. I like Because you're a guy who I think, I look at Heath and I say, you have some professional experience. You know, you've been, you've owned your own businesses. Yeah. Uh, you've been in different types of businesses. You know, you're a worker, man. You're a guy who uh, puts in the time, you know? <laughs> so t- ask, tell me this question. Because we have a lot of younger entrepreneurs that listen to the show that are starting up. Yeah. They really have no idea what to do. And I think with business, it comes with experience, just like anything in life, man. You can't read a book about this stuff. No, you can, you but it's not going to help you. I mean, it will help you, but it's not going to get you to where you want to be, right? So what's one piece of professional advice that you would give your younger self? And I'm talking like your 23, 24-year-old self start trying to get your feet on the ground, starting your first business. What's, what's some advice that you give yourself today, 20 years later? Man, um, I'll say this. Um, two things I would say if you're listening, and I wouldn't give this advice to myself only because I did this, but I'm telling you right now, if you're new starting out in business, nothing, in my opinion, is better than good old hard work, hustle, and grit. I mean, people that, I mean, there's people that are smarter than Mike and I, but not near as successful. There are people that, you know, have got the master's degree and the doctorate and uh, they've been to all the schooling that you just can't out fight. You know, if, if you got somebody, if you got a little dog in you and you're willing to go out there and fight and scrap and hustle and and do those things that, that are needed, you're going to be more successful than anybody else. Um, and so no matter what the business is, and, and if you want to go back to sports, if you look at some of the the more you know, famous athletes of our time, maybe they weren't so skilled. Even someone like a Dennis Rodman wasn't the, the most skilled athlete ever, but that dude could out-rebound, yep. out-work, out-hustle anybody. I mean, even LeBron James is super talented. How do you feel about him one way or the other? I'm in California, so I brought him up. Dude still hustles, and he outworks everybody on the floor. He's like Kobe Bryant, first one in the gym, last one out of the gym. I mean, those types of people – they just work out, work everybody. You can do the same thing in your business, whether it's, you know, you're a contractor, you're a business owner, you're a restaurant owner, whatever it might be, just outwork the next guy. Be willing to get up early, stay late, uh, do all the extra things. No, for sure. I mean, that's, and honestly, that's like, that's something you can control. Sure. Yeah. So why not do it? Like a guy like you bring up Kobe Bryant and even like a guy like Michael Jordan. I mean, those guys reached the top. Yep. And they never rested on their laurels. Like they never said, Kobe never said, oh man, you know, I'm the best now. I don't have to work anymore. Heck dude. no, man. That dude still went to work every day to be better, right? Dude, uh, did you know Michael Jordan didn't even make his high school team? Yeah, I know. He was crazy. barely like recruited into Carolina, like when he got 
and right. look at him. Became the greatest, you know, in my opinion, he's a goat. I mean, and so oh, yeah. he's definitely the goat. Um, and people give Dean Smith like a lot of praise for bringing Jordan because he kind of found him. Like Jordan right. wasn't this big recruit that every college wanted, you know? Exactly. And uh, yeah, man. And I think touching on what you just said, when you build a company, I think you need to look at that, you know, from your team too. I mean, it's great to have smart people around you, right? I mean, sure. I know there's a lot of people that say, I never want to be the smartest guy in the room, but if you're, if you have that work hard mentality, the hustle mentality, the grinder, you want people around you that are the same, do the same, Yep. you, you know, or then you're going to just feel like you're carrying everyone's weight. So great piece of advice, man. I love it. Uh, you guys heard it straight from, straight from Heath. And I think he, he, you know, now with his current work, he's, he travels a lot. He's away from his family a lot. He's a hard worker. So, you know, that's something that anyone can do, man. Yeah. Uh, you can't, you can't teach grit. You can't teach hard work. And I think again, going back to when you're hiring and you're looking for people and right now there's a lot of people out of jobs, a lot of people looking for work. And there's a lot of people looking to hire people. Look for those hustlers. You know, and I think back in, I hate to say back in my day, it makes me sound old, but back in my day, it was you had to have a college degree and you had to have all these certain things. But I think nowadays, if you look at people, you could probably get just as good a worker without a college degree. And I'm not knocking the college degree by any means, but I'm just, I think you can't discount, you know, someone just because they don't have one. They could have that grit, that determination, that why you know, that can out, outplay the, uh, the degree in my opinion. For sure. For sure. Maybe controversial to some people, but that's the way I look at it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I don't, I don't disagree with that. And I'm a college grad and I don't disagree. I am too. Yeah. I don't disagree with that one bit. Um, uh, well, let me ask you this. Can I, can I take over for a second? What? Yeah. Are you using your college degree right now? What's your degree in? Business. Okay. So you are using it. Okay. I'm using it. Okay. But I think even more so what I learned at the business school I went to, which was one of the top in the country. Yeah. It's not what you learn in the class. I mean, to me, it's not what I learned in the class. It's what I learned about the experiences. Yeah. You know, learning to manage my own time. You know, you know, just as anyone else that went to college, you get, they'll kick your ass out. They don't care if yeah. you pass or not. Yeah. Like, you're either in or out. Like, you do it on your own or you're, see ya. Yep. You know, my father told me from day one, you know, I am paying for your tuition if, if you're not, you know, getting, making it or if, and at where I went to school at the University of Maryland, like you couldn't just say, I'm going to go to the business school. Like you had to take a, a 45 credits. You had to take certain classes, you know, in accounting, economics or whatever. And you had to have a certain GPA and then you had to apply into the business school at the school. So, and he told me from day one, you don't get in that business school. You're coming home. Like I'm not paying for you to. Wow. To screw, yeah. So, wow. Like I learned a lot of that, you know, learning how to, you know, uh, manage my time, you know, still have fun with my buddies, but also make sure I got the grades I needed to get and, you know, go to class, you know, learn how to study all that stuff that you learn on your own, the life skills. I think that's huge about college. You know, I think some people unfortunately can't handle it at the age that you go. Um, I think in some cases, you know, it's better for people to get some relevant work or relevant life work involved before you go to school. Yeah. You know, maybe you, you get in the workforce for a couple of years, then you go to college, but everyone's different, man, you know, and uh, the way it worked for me, but yeah. Are you using your degree? What's your degree? My degree actually is in biblical studies, so I'm not using it at all. Yeah. So, I mean, like in my, you know, a lot of people I talk to, um, 
in, in, in life in general. They're not you like they have a degree in like poli sci and they're teaching yeah. English or right. my wife has a degree in English and she's, you know, uh, executive of a, a you know, association, yeah. you know, right. and you've got people that, you know, in the restaurant business that may have a doctorate in chemical something, I don't know. And right. so I couldn't even think of anything smart there, but yeah. So, you know, there's, I just think you have to going back to the advice I gave, I think it has to be, in my opinion, if you're 24, 25 startup, you know, you're in that venture capitalist world or you're in an entrepreneurial thing, you just got to get out there and grind and hustle every day. And it's going to get hard. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have those days where it just, you don't want to get up and do it or you want to quit, keep going. Um, yep. And, and there's uh my wife reads uh, Brene Brown. And one of the things she says is, you know, get, get to the freaking first times. And so there's going to be a lot of those in your career, you know, and you have Dude, to fight through it. You just said it perfect. Cause I was going to say it doesn't get easier. Really? Mm-mm. It just changed. It just gets different. You know, my, my day to day today is no less difficult than it was 12 years ago. It's just different. So you mean as a business owner, it doesn't get easier. Heck no, dude. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Right. And people that think, <laughs> Oh, Mike's just making all his money. He's not working. Dude, yeah. I see you. You're in your office every day grinding. Oh dude, I work my ass off every day. And I don't, I don't ever say, oh man, you know, our book's at a certain size or my business is at a certain size where now I can rest. Yeah. No way, man. You know, your clients, you know, they're going to judge you for how you do that day. You know, how you do that year, how you do that, how you take care of them in the present. Right. No, I agree. Um, I mean, what do you think about those business owners that do get to that place where they're, they're, their business at a certain size, do they have the right to be able to sit back, put their feet up and do nothing? Or do you feel like that's when things start going downhill? Or what do, you, what do you think about that? I think it's, I think when you take your eye off it, you're just, you're, you're asking for something to go wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think there's certain industries where you just can't take your eye off it. You know, I think if you're in the restaurant industry, I think you need to be involved. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously there's bit, there's and more power to them. There are people that start concepts and businesses that just explode to levels where they don't need to be involved anymore. Right. Because yeah. now it's such a big, but I think any small to medium sized business, you know, that doesn't have all those layers of, you know, management or a foundation. I think you have to be involved, man. And I think from a leadership perspective, you know, I don't want to not be here. I, I don't want my team here working and I'm not here. I mean, that's just to me. Sure. That's not what it's about. I don't, but there are business owners that they feel like once they get to a certain point, they're, they're absolutely 100% going to be gone. You know, yeah, it's just, no, that's just not the way I view things. And I guess if you have the right person, or the right people, they can run it. But what my, I always ask myself, well, why would they want to do that for, for another business? Why not just do that on their own? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, right. I don't know. What do you think of that, man? Do you think the same thing? No, I do. I think it's interesting. Uh, cause I see it a lot in every business, you know, except for, like you said, the restaurant business, some of the hospitality type business, it's hard to do, but in other businesses, whether you're a financial planner or realtor or insurance or, a you know, something like that effect a, a stockbroker, I see a lot of those people, they get to a certain size and they're just hanging out their lake house with their boats or they're at the beach house with their, you know, surfing in the mornings and chilling in the afternoon, playing golf, doing whatever they do. Yeah. And they're seen at every, you know, big event and they're all, you know, doing their thing. And so I just think, I just wondered, because I think uh, the mentality changes from, you were talking about being that grinder, starting off the entrepreneur world. And then... I'm taking this to a whole other direction now. Sorry. But then there's those people that 
are just serial entrepreneurs. They'll get yep. to a place to where, all right, I've done it. I've built it. I'm bored now. I'm going to move on to the next one. Yep. So you might be that person. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I just find it so interesting to me that people do that. Yeah, man. And I don't think there's anything wrong either no. with disassociating yourself from a company that you've built. I just think don't be surprised if you find that it's not as successful as it was when you were involved. Right. I mean, right. Right. And I've seen that firsthand, you know, and I'm not going to name any names, but I've worked for businesses before where the owner thought that they can just rely on other people to run it for them. Yeah. And guess what? No one's going to care as much about your business as you do. No, I don't care. Not. They are definitely. I'm not. sorry. There might be those situations, but you know, the per- larger percentage of the time. Yeah. People just aren't going to care as much. Right. I mean, they just, Nope. Sorry. I mean, it's the truth. And as a business owner, I think you need to realize that and you'll be in a much better position. Um, cool, man. Uh, that was fun. So again, we started off team business 42. We talked about some famous athletes. Of course, the best 42 of all time was Mariana Rivera. Okay. That's a stud, okay. dude. Uh, but I like to always wrap up and talk to our, my guest. I want to know Heath. Okay, man. So we're getting into college football season. All right. And this is, this is the kind of the time of the year. And now you're an SEC guy, and it must be really fun down there. But It is. This is the time of the year where I start getting excited about college football. Man. Oh, my gosh, yes. So let's talk. What, 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 you going to be at every game this year or what? Oh, man. Uh, every game that I can be. I travel a lot. So every home game. How about that? That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I uh, Well, I travel a lot to the, the travel games, too, because if you've never been to Ole Miss to a football game, it's unreal, or to uh, Texas A&M or to even Alabama, for that matter. But <laughs> SEC football is just unreal. Auburn, they're all great, you know, great places to come watch football. But, yeah, every Arkansas Razorback game at home, just about, I will be there. And I really do feel like you laughed at me. I think we're going to get eight or nine <laughs> wins this year. You know uh, better than I do. I'm just I, messing with you. I feel strong about it. Uh, I think eight or nine wins. Is I, a, they had a good year last year. Dude. Um, I think we're going to be good. I really do. That's just such a tough league. It is. So are you Are you Maryland football? Yeah, we're in the Big Ten. And, and for I mean, my, how do you get excited about Big Ten football? What do you mean? Like, it, it, do, do they even have football? Or is it, I thought it was, the Big Ten. I thought it was, it's the like, only competing conference with the SEC. When you talk about Ohio State, Michigan – Penn State. I'm talking about Michigan Maryland. State. I'm talking about Maryland, though. Oh, dude, we're, yeah, we're garbage. But, but <laughs> we're, we're, at one point in time, you had a solid basketball team, though. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, but, we, but football, you have just, y'all got some pretty cool, you know, uniforms, though. Don't y'all like red and orange and yeah, yellow? Yeah, I, I hate those. But I, I actually, when we had some good years in football, dude, when Ralph, Ralph Friesian was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I forgot about that. But the ACC is a completely different ball game. But, I think there's going to be. What do you think about the super conferences? You can. There's going to be two, right? The SEC and the Big Ten. That's what I think, and, and I still think it's ever going to be fair. I, I think the SEC, and I'm not saying this because I'm a homer, but when you got the teams that are in the SEC, and now we're adding Texas, and we're adding Oklahoma, and then we have, of course, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky for basketball, maybe not football, but and then Arkansas, solid Mississippi State, Ole Miss, all those. I mean, LSU. LSU, God, I can't believe I forgot them. I mean, the list goes on and on of just absolute powerhouses. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. <laughs> um, no, think, but it's funny because Dan and I were talking. He's a big college football fan. You got to have some teams you could beat. Like you got to have the Vanderbilt, well, yeah. and the Marylands and the Dukes. You know, 
you got to have those. But again, those serve a purpose in basketball, though. I mean, you got, you know, Vanderbilt's pretty solid basketball some years. Kentucky's good at basketball. They suck at football, but they were pretty good last year, though, weren't they? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, but they're, yeah, You're, they're not a powerhouse. But what about Big Ten? Like, what, what do you got going on in football this year? You mean as a conference, who's good? Yeah. Like, who's going to be the winner? I think, I think Michigan probably right now. I mean, you know, USC is coming to the Big Ten. Are they really? You didn't hear about that? I didn't hear about that. You USC and UCLA, and the okay. next the next one is possibly Notre Dame to join the conference full time. If they join, Washington, Oregon, and Stanford are coming. Oh well, okay. Then we got a little bit of we got a little bit of uh, a rivalry there, but right now it's just so heavy in the, in the South. But we care about football in the South. We have no other life outside of football. And it's so funny how you won't ever give props to Alabama. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> They're solid. I'll give them that. But I just, I think you're going to see some big scandal someday. You heard it here first. There's going to be some scandal that's going to pop out someday about how Nick Saban's cheated for the last 30 years or 20 years, whatever it is. And I just, there's no way you can be that good and that solid every year, year after year after year after year. It just, it doesn't make sense. Every one of them that does ends up getting caught for cheating for something. Yeah, they're good. God, they're so good. They are so good. They make us look so bad, too. And there's no way that I'm a big Arkansas Razorback fan. We'll never win the West as long as we've got the teams we have in there. I mean, we can't beat LSU, Auburn, and uh, LSU, LSU, Auburn, and Alabama in the same year. Oof, brutal. So brutal. <laughs> cool, man. Well, you guys heard it. You heard it from Heath. Nine wins this year for the Razorbacks. Okay, so is there? Hold on, is your audience mostly California? I mean, is is there? I mean, who who's solid here in, in football here in in California? Is it San Diego State? Is it? Yeah, yeah. San Diego State's had a good program. They're going to be in the, in the Power Five eventually. They a, just built a brand new stadium. The Aztecs, is that what that is. That's right. What's an Aztec? Like a, an Indian? Yeah. It's okay. An Indian tribe. I think it's a one of their tribes, isn't it? The Aztecs. Yeah. Uh. I mean SC. Don't forget about SC in LA. Yeah, I, I just I've always like. Do you really see celebrities at USC games? Like you see uh, it on TV. No, you know, I mean I've been life. to a bunch. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone. I mean I I go to Kings and Lakers games and you see people. Kings, really? The LA Kings. Oh, oh, LA Kings. I'm thinking Sacramento. I'm like, do they even have a team anymore? But you know what, LA Kings. I got gotcha. you. You're talking hockey. Yeah, man. Come on, best sport on the planet. I wish. I wish I could get into hockey. You have to teach me someday. Um, one of these days, we'll have the Team Hockey podcast. You can teach me all about <laughs> cool. All about hockey. I don't know anything about hockey. No, of course not. You're from Arkansas, dude. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know what that is. <laughs> In Arkansas, they don't know hockey. No, we don't. Cool, brother. Well, hey, this was awesome. Heath, thank you for being my first in-studio guest. Bro, it was so much fun. You have such a sweet studio, man. You guys are listening to a legit podcast here. This is not some dude in his basement hanging out at his mom's house. This guy's got a legit podcast studio. I like you it. came all the way from Arkansas just to be on. That's right. But, hey, for Heath just said it. Like, It's hard to get people to come on. Like, I think, I think probably because people are busy. I'm looking for business owners to come talk to me about business. I think people maybe are shy. Don't like to talk. Come on the show. Let's talk business, man. Yes. Get on his show. And what people don't understand is, and I tell them this, what do you get? Well, you get free advertising. Yeah. We post over nine platforms. I give you two nice video clips that you can use on your own website, your own social media, whatever you do. We post it all over social media. We give you, we send you a gift in the mail. I mean, what else can you ask for? 
No, I don't know. I can't <laughs> offer that to people. I think that's incredible. Uh, so, yeah. How do they – do you have an email address saying the email yet? Yes. Email me, mike at foagency.com. Or you can talk to the mayor here next to me. Yeah. By the way, that's he's nicknamed the mayor. That is – yeah, you, you never mentioned that. So, yeah. If you don't want to email him because you're embarrassed, you can email me and tell me, hey, I want to be on Mike's show. Uh, mine is Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. And by the way, if you need and you should consider, especially as we get into some turbulent economy, and it's kind of, it's coming, so don't think it's not going to come. You need to be more productive. You need to run your business streamlined, efficient. Heath is your man for time management, right, Heath? Yeah, dude. Uh, we have a company called Agency Performance Partners, uh, and we work with clients from here in California all the way to my partner in Rhode Island, and I'm all the way in the south. And we've got we work with clients all in between. We even have clients in uh, Canada and Mexico, so we're in other countries too. So we're taking this thing worldwide, baby. So <laughs> agencyperformancepartners.com if you want to talk to somebody about it. Um, and I am uh, Heath at agencyperformancepartners.com. Reach out to him; he'll crush it for you. Dude, it'd be fun. I he, enjoy it. He's the man. He has a good time, too. We do have a little bit of a good time. So, But, guys, you need to come be on the Team Business Podcast. Yeah, come on, Team Business. Reach out. If you wanted me to connect you to Heath, please reach out. Team thank business. you, Team Business. And thank you guys for watching. Uh, look for us online. Look for us on social media. This episode will be out soon. We hope you like it. Team Business. Later. <laughs>